0: Jones, I'm Ebony,
1: and I'm Amiri,
0: and today we're talking about Cotton Candy on a Rainy Day by Nikki Giovanni. This is a book of poems that apparently is very different from her other works, which is her other works are mostly about like love and I guess other things. Listen, I don't read poetry, and this is the first time with me ever like reading anything by Nikki Giovanni, to the best of my knowledge, but. I like some of the poems. Um my favorite part of the book was the
2: forward
1: the that's introduction. Crazy. <laughs> that's kind of crazy to read like an anthology of poems and be like, I think I like the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> the best.
0: Yeah, well, you know. I don't like having to figure out what the
1: hell you're talking about in a poem. Okay, that's actually my favorite part of poetry, because it's kind of like a not like an equation but you kind of get to sit down and like piece stuff together because you're like it could be like this or it could be like this Mm -hmm. like and i think that's really why i love poetry because it's so like open-ended like Mm -hmm. you kind of get to like choose what it means to you and i'm sure that like obviously you read the same book of poems and we probably got different things out of it yeah do you have a favorite yes i do I actually have like a hierarchy, but my absolute favorite one is Adulthood 2. Hmm. I actually have like the poem book and I have like Ebony like rocks me the copies because she got her book before me.
0: And I was so upset with my copy. Let me tell you guys something. So my copy, what I thought, whenever I bought it, I thought I was getting a brand new copy of this book. I was terribly wrong. I got a used copy, and not only has it been used by maybe one of, it's been used by probably a hundred other people because they stole it from a library. I have library inked all over it, the library sticker from where it belongs. I know it belongs to Roxborough High School Library, and the person who checked it out got it back in 2010. If this is still the same person. And they got it for $8.50. I paid 16 bucks for this. I am. She's a little upset. She's a little angry. Just a little bit. And then it's bent. Like it's it's curved to the right. And like I put pressure on this. Like I sat it between two other books, and it still won't go back straight. So it's been damaged for a very long time. And I'm really upset with her and my husband, Carlos. Keep saying, you know. For it from being from the library, this is actually really. I don't care about it being very good for a used copy. It's used and I don't like it. But I digress.
1: Back to the poetry. <laughs> I found my favorite poem. And so Ebony would hate this too. So I'm glad it's just on paper. It's not on an actual book. Yes. I did circle the name of the poem and put three stars next to it. Mm. Um, but so the main like this poem is talking about the difference between experiencing something as like a child and as an adult yeah and like it starts off talking about like you know this is how things seemed with a child but now it's like now her bills from easter usually are paid by the fourth of july and time to buy the ribs and the corn an extra bag of potatoes for salad and it kind of goes back and forth with like that like how things from childhood stimulated things from adulthood and yeah. the end of the poem i actually underlined all of it mm-hmm. i'm gonna read it saying she sits sometimes in her cubicle desk and recalls her mother doing the same things what we have been given we are now expected to return and she smiles and there's so much writing like i know <laughs> everybody's like dying inside but i did like take a couple notes and this poem really like spoke to me in the way that we are given like our childhood and it feels, and I'm not gonna say for everybody because I do know there are people who experience like childhood trauma or people who experience like they have really rough childhoods or they didn't have parents or they didn't have, you know, like a family unit. Mm-hmm. But just like as an overarching theme of most people's childhoods feel very like whimsical and free. And we don't understand all the behind-the-scenes work that, like, our mothers put into it to make our childhood just like that. Mm-hmm. Until you become older and you become like a childbearing age, like you kind of have to repay the favor of the childhood magic for the next generation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that really resonated to me, and I didn't expect it to because, like, I don't have kids, but like I do have godsons. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like spend all this time being like, oh, for Easter, I want to do this kind of Easter basket for them. I want to get them this toy and I want to, and it it makes like, it gives me like actual like joy seeing them like light up over things that I give them and like kind of helping make these holidays that were so important to me as a child, like be important to them.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I don't know, like it really like, it really made me feel something. Yeah, I
0: really did like that poem too, because it did give me another appreciation for my mom. Because whenever I was thinking about all that, my mom doesn't do credit cards or anything like that. But I do know, like, she works super, super hard. Like, she's always doing a double shift, always working overnight just so that she can have enough money to, like, make it by. And so whenever I was reading about how, like, you would be going in debt and just paying off one debt just to, like, rack it up again so that you can get the food for the, um, mm-hmm for the like, 4th of July and stuff like that. I was just like, damn. Like, you never really understand what your parents go
1: to, through. Until you become an adult? Yeah and like yeah. I really feel like that's like hitting extra hard being that we did have to become adults like in the era of inflation yes because I know <laughs> our parents weren't struggling like this, oh, this is, no this is something
0: totally different this is a whole nother piece and we
1: actually had this conversation a couple weeks ago that we went on our like very long nighttime walk together mm-hmm. and we were kind of like it feels like you're just like getting paid to pay off all of your bills and to pay off your, all of your credit, credit cards and to pay mm-hmm. off all of like your paying for stuff and then you're just like looking at your money like where's all my money going yes and it's like you're still trying to figure out like okay how can I my family used to have this saying called like how can I rob Peter to pay Paul yeah to like like what can I use to get groceries or what can I do to do this that and the other and it's just like one of those things where it's like yeah yeah, yeah, and it kind of like like neither one of us have any kids to feed either like we don't have kids to clothe or feed or shelter Mm -mm. and like when my mom was my age she already had two kids Mm -hmm. that she had to feed and like herself and like still run a house and she was going to school and working and it's just like and like kudos
0: and hats off because I could never Mm -mm. I could never imagine putting myself through that much stress just to like give myself like the proper education i need but you're, it's not because like it's something that that's what you want it's like something okay i need to get this high-paying job so i can afford the lifestyle for mm-hmm. my kids so they don't have to struggle as right. hard and that's just really overwhelming you
1: know but i feel like this poem really like encapsulated that whole idea of like this is what other people, like this is what the generation before you had to do. Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of just like stepping into that role and you kind of have to stop and reflect and be like, dang, I'm so grateful for my parents.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But also like, I'm next. Mm-hmm. I
0: really like, okay, in the introduction, I'm, <laughs> while I was reading it, um, uh, her friend actually wrote the introduction about Nikki Giovanni. And she was speaking about how, like, although there are poems in here that are kind of sad and down and about politics and depression and inflation and what's going on in the 60s, there are still some love poems in there. But apparently, and earlier in her career, Nikki wrote a lot of um, love poems, happy poems, stuff that didn't deal with, like, heavy material. Mm -hmm. But she was coming into the age of... 31 whenever she wrote all of these and so I think it really does reflect about the crisis that somebody in that age group does
1: go through and I really feel that with this book of poetry because I when we came into this and you're like oh I want to read something by Nikki Giovanni Mm -hmm. super excited I love Nikki Giovanni Mm -hmm. I love love poems Mm -hmm. and when I read this I was like hmm (laughs) It's not what I thought it was going to be. It's very, like, womanist poetry. You can tell she was writing it, like, in the women's liberation movement. Yeah. It's very, like, a reflection on the things that are happening and what she wishes could be better and, like, her feelings on men. And while I did enjoy it, probably not as much as I would have enjoyed, like, a book of love poems. Yeah. For sure. I can see that. Right. Like, when I tell you her love poems are so good. Like, there was a poem, there's one of her poems, and it's called, I want to say, it's called Resignation. Mm -hmm. And me and Marlon used to send it to each other all the time when we were dating. It's such a good love poem. Hmm. And, you know, maybe next season I'm going to make. I'm going to make Ebony gonna read bring... some like, love poem, Nikki Giovanni. Okay. But I do feel like now, because I do not read introductions to books. I tell Ebony this all the time. Because <laughs> she's always like, oh yeah, in the introduction, I'm like, I couldn't tell you what that was talking about because I skip it. <laughs> I, I don't read that. And listen, I I guess in my old age, I love to read it now. Mm-mm. I'm like, no thank you. But
0: I think it's mostly because like I know, whenever I go into it, like, these little short poems and short stories and things that I have no idea, like, who the author is, where their headspace is at and all that. I want to know all of that before I jump into, like, what I'm about to dive into.
1: And that's really good, especially because we are reading to, like, analyze it on a podcast. Like, I should be doing that. <laughs> but it's also, like, I do want to enjoy it just to enjoy
0: it. But
1: that's why I have my fantasy. See, I go into stuff just wanting to enjoy it. I like skip the introduction. I'm not reading like an epilogue. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting to the middle. Mm-hmm. But I actually read this through. Mm-hmm. But then the other day I was at the gym and on Spotify you can hear her read her own poems. Really. Mhm. And there were poems that I didn't like reading for myself, but I really liked when I
2: heard her read.
1: Mhm. I do find out a
0: lot. Whenever um, like just hearing the author read back to you is
1: something very satisfying about mm-hmm. It is like their work and it's of the time it's not like a reflection where it's like 30 years later and she's like being like, oh, this is how I felt like it's her being like 31 and obviously being at this like crossroad trip in, in her life
2: because mm-hmm.
1: this is definitely work that came from her being kind of unhappy. yeah I, I definitely felt that. Like, even, like, the title poem, like,
0: the Cotton Candy on a Rainy Day. And whenever I saw saw that, I'm like, ooh, sad. I like it. Very sad. Because, like, just the imagery
1: that that brings to your mind. It's melted. The cotton candy is melted. Yeah. But she kind of compares it is to, like, grapes, which is interesting. And I feel like I wrote this first. Because she's comparing loneliness to grapes. Mm-hmm. And she keeps bringing that up throughout the poem. And I think it's funny because now they have discovered a very sweet grape called Cotton Candy Grapes. Huh. So when I read it and I was like, oh, interesting. And you can tell this is obviously before they created these grapes that are super sweet that are called Cotton Candy Grapes. But I'm like, that's crazy that back then she's like, if Loneliness was a grape, the wine would be vintage. If it were wood, the furniture would be mahogany. But since it's life, it's cotton candy on a rainy day. Which truly is the most sad. Because, like, the visual I'm getting is, like, a little kid, like, at a fair or something with, like, that big hand-spun, like, cotton candy and, like, the yellow, not the yellow, the white, like, cone. Yeah. And, like, it raining and it all just, like, melting into a puddle of sugar. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, like, it's still sweet, mm-hmm, but, but it's, just it's just not decide. the way you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Which I feel like is a good analogy for life anyway. Yes. The older I get, I'm like, nothing goes the way that I wanted or expected it to go. No. <laughs> but there is, like, a sweetness in all of it. Yeah.
0: But still, it's just like, ugh. I liked the poem, Makeup. I do too. Because, like, it evokes some feelings, for sure. Okay. Because it was just, like... I never really thought about, like, how, like, cause English language is so weird.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, then whenever black people get a hold of it and they
2: Switch alter it, it,
0: yeah. Like so many, like makeup and made up And all these different, like, variations mean so many different things. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, really beautiful how she, like, brings it to life in so many different ways. And, like, symbolize all those different things. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so cool. (laughs) (laughs) What about it did you enjoy?
1: I really liked it. It kind of evoked, like, a sense of nostalgia for me. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I'm talking about, like, the makeup, like, Mm -hmm. process of it. Like, I'm sure I've said this podcast before. Like, I grew up in a very, like, put-your-face-on-before-you-leave-the-house kind of family. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And, like, I just remember, like, going to my grandparents' house, like, in the morning. And, like, my grandmother, it's, like, 8 in the morning. And she's still, like, putting her face on.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, for the day. And she Mm -hmm. might not do anything, but sit on her front porch and have coffee or go to like next door talk to the neighbors or go run to like the store Mm -hmm. but like she would still like put on her little makeup like comb her hair like put on an outfit always wear earrings and like I kind of felt that in that section where she's like you know going to the grocery store only needs lipstick while a bridge game can mean a quick trip to the hairdresser this could mean this like I kind of felt like oh okay like I can totally see that because it's like some stuff is like oh if you're on a Walmart like you can just get away with like just a little bit just a little bit but like yeah. if you're gonna go meet people like you need to be fully done up Mhm.
0: I did like it was like towards the end of the poem mm-hmm. um, where it says we make up lies to impress people who are making up lies to impress us and either took all the makeup off Life would not be worth living. And that was just like, damn.
1: I want that too because sometimes it's like the whole part where it's like we make up lives to impress people who are making up lives to impress us. Kind of like the keeping up with the Joneses type thing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's like, while you don't want to be like, oh, I'm just like living my life to be better than somebody or like be equal to somebody. Like, if you didn't have anybody else to like compete with, like, what's the point?
0: Yeah.
1: Like, it's it kind of gives you like something to strive for. You're like, oh, I want to be better than so-and-so, so so I'm going to work harder, I'm going to do this, that, and the other.
0: Yeah. And whenever it says the makeup, whenever, uh, and if either took all the makeup off, life would not be worth living. That just makes me think like, if everybody just spoke the truth Mm -hmm. at all times and never lied, there would be no interesting thing to do in a day.
1: unfortunately that that would be the case Mm -hmm. everyone would be so bored (laughs)
0: there would be nothing there would be no movies there would be nothing to like no it's just like but do we need it is the thing
1: i guess the the answer is is yes we really don't need it we want it Mm
2: -hmm. because my thing is
1: like you can exist being bored Mm-hmm. You just don't want to.
2: Yeah. Like
1: nobody wants to be bored, but it's not gonna kill you if you're bored.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Are there any other other poems that jumped out
0: to you? Poem for Emma. Poem from Emma like really um, spoke out to me because like of how different these two people are mm-hmm. and how. It seems that Nikki is already given up on the friendship. Because like her the friendship is based off of her intrigue in Emma. But Emma is just like not there for it. Like, it's okay, so the analogy is like one is a flame and the other is a moth. hmm <clears throat> And she said at the end of it, she says it's an unusual way to start a friendship, but nothing lasts forever. And it's just, it's just really intriguing because it's like, it seems like Nikki's way of showing love is through, like, words of affirmation and, like, displays. And Emma's just like, I don't really need all of that. And, like, it baffles Nikki that somebody can exist not needing to be more than just to be themselves. Because right. she doesn't try to be anything more. She's just who she is. She says exactly what's on her mind and things like that. And Nikki doesn't live that way. Mm-hmm. From from this poem, it seems that way. Right. And so, she feels like the friendship isn't gonna last, but she does seem to like want to enjoy it
1: while well, it's here. Yeah. Because there is that part in the poem towards the end. this like flames don't flicker forever, and mm-hmm. ma's are born to be burned.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's kind of like she knows there is like an end date to this friendship. But, like, she's so, it's, to me, when I read it, I almost felt like it was kind of obsessive.
0: Yeah.
1: Kind of like a, I really want to be friends with this person. I'm so fascinated with this person. Mm -hmm. Like, she was obviously the Mm moth. And Emma was the flame. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Because she's constantly, like, seeking out this person. And I feel like, just the analogy of, like, the flame is going to go out. That's what flames do. But moths having to be burned, like, you have to get something negative from the flame, while the flame does, isn't getting anything negative from the moth. Yeah. And like, I kind of feel like I've been in friendships like that to where you kind of like almost idolize a person mm-hmm. and you want to be friends with them so bad and it's like you would do anything for them and you want to be like you think they're so cool and they're so this and that and you finally like are friends with them and you know you're not going to be friends with them forever and you kind of get burned in the process because you're. Exp- like, you're like spending so much of your energy and so much of like your time and so much of like I don't know like the mental capacity trying to be friends with this person and mm-hmm. you know like what's the point because this is not like a forever friend but like you're so obsessed with the idea of being friends with them that you're just kind of like you keep like chasing them like a moth after a flame and you're gonna get burned mm-hmm. and then the flame is gonna go out mm-hmm. but for right now
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's mm-hmm. shiny and pretty and you want to be around them
0: like there are elements to that that I do definitely understand and I have felt mm-hmm. in life so I yeah I guess that's why it stuck out to me mm-hmm. <laughs> there was
1: another poem that I really like it's mm-hmm. towards the beginning it's called crutches
0: oh yeah that was good
1: It was actually the first poem that I liked because I was reading these hoping for a love poem and I was like, I'm just (laughs) not getting anything yet. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But I really liked how it kind of showed like this compulsive need for us to do certain things and to have our own little rituals. Yeah. There's that part in the beginning where it's like women aren't allowed to need so they develop rituals. And I do like... I feel this way all the time mm-hmm. because I feel like as a woman you're not allowed to need things like you're not allowed to need like okay. not like <laughs> not like I don't even know the word I want to use like valuables or anything but like you're not allowed to need like space of your own yeah or like your own time mm-hmm. or like your own space to do something So you develop these things that you kind of use in place of those needs. And like my, my like skincare routine, Mm -hmm. like it has become the most valuable pocket of peace in my day every night. Mm -hmm. Like, and I have started adding more and more things to it. And so it takes me about like 15 to 20 minutes. I'm in the bathroom all by myself. I usually listen to like a podcast or I listen to like some music that I want to listen to and it's like so chill and it's so nice and if I'm lucky I can get a bath in before that so I can like soak in the bath like have some Epsom salt some bubble bath and I can like exfoliate and like scrub everything off do my skincare routine and I like I leave feeling like a better person but it's all because it's trying to like fit a need somewhere yeah and I didn't even know that I felt that way until I read this poem and I was like oh my god like, my need to put on, like, my skincare or to
0: do, like, my makeup. Mm-hmm. I had fit that my need was, like, because <clears throat> I just needed time for me mm-hmm. and myself. So I used to do yoga in the morning when I got up. And then, like, I would go to work, get off work, do, like, a three, five-mile walk, come back, do yoga, take a bath, and then just relax and go to sleep. But, like, now my time has been, like, cut so short that I can't do any of that. And I feel like I'm going fucking insane. Because you need
1: to carve out that time for yourself. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's so hard to do, like, being a woman in general. But I honestly feel like being a married woman. Mm -hmm. Because it's like your time's not even your own. And it's like, there's other things that are like joint responsibilities that end up being good responsibilities that end up getting like tagged on the other stuff you have to do. And so it's like, I'm telling you, get that 15 minutes. Like start <laughs> off with 15 minutes. Yeah. Because I also like, I get time to myself to like, I, I go to the gym almost every day. I get like an hour in. I listen to some music. I sweat out. I get some endorphins. I treat myself to a Starbucks treat when I leave because my gym has a Starbucks in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. Mm-hmm. And then you go home and you feel like a different person. You're like, okay, this isn't bothering me as much anymore. Mm-hmm. But if I can't get to the gym, skincare. <laughs> I know, you're you're are uh, a, I don't even watch my face twice a year. <laughs> no. Like, you get in there, you get some gadgets and gizmos, you start using different oils and soaps and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. this week on Amazon, I ordered this, like, Japanese, like, kojic acid soap. I have ordered little face razors to like, dermal plane my face, mm-hmm. vitamin E oil, like- You're getting so excited about this. I am! Like, it makes me so excited. Like, you just <laughs> see me opening up the package, I felt like a kid on Christmas morning. I wasn't this excited on Christmas, like I was ripping this stuff open that I know I ordered because mm-hmm. I'm the person that ordered it, and I'm like, oh my god, and this is going to add to like, my routine, because it's like, I need that little ritual <laughs> because I don't have time for myself. <laughs> So, this is me getting time for myself. Mm-hmm. And when I read this, I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, me. And even that. when I'm not doing it mm-hmm. and I have like some time before bed, I'm watching other people like put on makeup or I'm mm-hmm. watching other people like do their like skincare routines or I'm watching Vogue's beauty secret videos with people. I'm like, I love to intake that media too because I'm like, okay,
2: yeah,
1: I can add this to my own personal time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, <laughs> yeah, I
0: felt that. now I guess like with me working like six days out of the week, it's like, I
1: don't want to like do even, anything yeah and it is so it almost become the stressor now yes to think of like oh dang I have to do this for myself
0: yes 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 because like there are things that I do like already like okay so Carlos decided that he wanted to like plan out his day mm-hmm. so to see like where he can fit in time to do other things I went to go do it and I was just like oh so, like, okay, so I sleep, I try to sleep for eight hours so I can, like, not die when i on the way to work. Right. And so, whenever I work, I work all day, blah, blah, blah. Come home, it's like 20, 30 minutes to get home. And then I get home, and then, like, okay, I have the choice to either pay, use money that I don't have to buy food, or spend an hour cooking food and then spending another hour, like,
1: Cleaning up after what you cook.
0: Yeah, and then like after that, like take a shower, and then like then and like I get out the shower, then like I have the choice to like either do yoga, sit down, and just watch TV, or like just go straight to bed, or like try to write. Mm -hmm. But like even like the thought process Mm -hmm. of like sitting in this creative room and staring at a blank page like screen to like create something is so exhausting. And then like, so during that time I have like, what? Three hours. Mm -hmm. Cause I get here at like one o'clock. Keep in mind that Ebony works overnight. So I get here at one and I have until four do something. But with all the things that I just named, I literally only have like maybe two hours Mm -hmm. to myself. And even then, you
1: feel almost guilty for having that time to yourself because you're like, I could be doing other things. Yes, yes.
0: Like, every time that I'm sitting, like, it's so bad. Like, my anxiety is so bad. Like, whenever I sit down and I'm watching TV, like, a show that I'm into, I'm like, damn, I really could be using this time to, like, create something or read a book for the podcast or do this for the podcast or do this for my book or do and it's just like
1: i just want it to stop mm-hmm. <laughs> like i need a break you need a little ritual yes and it has to be short that's the thing about the ritual too it can't be too long that's what i realized because i used to try to either because i don't work crazy hours like ebony yeah i work right now i'm working eight to six mm-hmm. i have to get up by like six fifty-five so i can be ready i can get ready in like make my coffee and leave and get to work by eight. And Mm -hmm. then like, I usually get home about 6.15. And I used to try to do all this stuff between like six and nine. Mm
2: -hmm. And it
1: became like so overwhelming that I was like so upset all the time. I was Mm -hmm. like snapping at people and I was just like, I don't have the time, like, I don't. And my thing is, like, I am mean by nature. So, like, I would be like, oh, well, I don't have the time that you have. Mm -hmm. You have more time than me. And, Mm -hmm. like, I'm getting, like, upset that other people have time to do stuff that I want to do. Yeah. So I try to spit everything in, like, three hours a night and, like, the weekends. I used to almost hate the weekends because I would be counting down the hours that I had. And I'd be like, well, I wasted so much time doing this. Or Mm -hmm. I slept in doing this. I'm trying to wake up at five o'clock on a Saturday morning to clean Mm -hmm. my house. Start like Saturday night dinner, like go work out. Yeah, and it's just like it becomes like has.
0: Yeah, and I think I really did hit my breaking point a little bit after um the mountaintop play. Mm-hmm. Whenever um my mom was here and Celine was here, and then Carlos's parents were here and. I had just got off work and I then for whatever stupid crazy reason I'm just like let me start a competition with a beer too. I don't know why I did that.
1: I don't know what possessed me to think that no, was no, a no. good I idea. I don't know why you because I saw it and I was like, I was almost like I'm not going to accept this. It, it, I really wish you did not But I did, because I was like, maybe she'll give up and then we can be equal now. And, and it worked and out. And it literally happened because you were like, you got this. I can't do it. I can't.
0: No. Because like, for because in that same stupid thing, I was just like, damn, I really need money to be able to pay bills. So I picked up a shift on a day that I was like, all right, I'm going to go do my miles. And I'm just like, why did I do that? Now I have to go to sleep. Like, I just killed all the time I had to go work. And now I don't. And I was just like, you know what? what is wrong with me?
1: No, I feel that. It's like, and I also, have a problem. Hosting takes a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. Like, getting your home ready for people to stay with you because you don't want people to be like, oh, kind of nasty. Mm-hmm. You don't keep your house clean. Yeah. So it's like, you're you're cleaning stuff that you don't know that needs to be. Like, if, if I don't smoke in my house, I am bleaching my walls. <laughs> I'm being so serious. I am getting ma- magic erasers. I am bleaching my walls. Yeah,
0: and it, it stresses me out because of the time that I do go to work, which is like, OK, so I wake up at 1130 at night so I can have an hour to get my life together, to leave the house by 1230 to get to work at one and sit in my car for 10 minutes contemplating my life again. Go into work, clock in at 1:15, work all the way until 1130. No, 1150 that day to come home by one o'clock.
1: Which you can't even get here by 1 o'clock because your job is like half an hour away from here.
0: Yeah. So it's just like, what is what is happening?
1: But it's also <laughs> like, you don't even want, like, I have seen this trend, like on TikTok, where people are trying to like, have it stacked so hard, they're like, oh, you're saying you don't have time for this? Don't you have a commute? You can't listen to this on your commute and do this and that and the other. And it's like, no, you don't want to do that all the time. No. Like sometimes if I'm like so overstimulated because I'm trying to do everything, my brain turns off.
0: Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what I used to do before I became an Amazon workhouse worker, <clears throat> warehouse worker, I was an Amazon delivery driver. Mm-hmm. So on my delivery drives, I would be able to listen to the daily drive. I will listen to the news. I will listen to a couple free s- songs. I will listen to um, true crime podcasts. I will listen to an audiobook. Now it's just like I want to rip my radio out of my car because I don't want to listen
1: to anything because mm-hmm. I want my mind to just stop. That is true. Like there becomes a point in the day. Like I work with little kids mm-hmm. who have very recently learned my name. It's not like teacher or miss anymore. So like from 7.55 to
2: 6.05, Mary,
1: Mary, 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 Miss Mary, Miss Mary, Miss Mary, mm-hmm. Mary, yeah, It plays in a loop in my head. And sometimes I come home and I'm like, looking around and I'm like, I swear to God, if you say my name, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like, and it's like, I just want to like, there will be nights where I will literally come home, sit on my couch. And I don't know what I do until like nine o'clock. And I'm like, okay, time for you to go to bed it's
0: like I just fully turn my brain off because mm-hmm. I remember whenever I was a delivery driver I used to be like ooh I can't wait to like get a job where I can turn my brain off because like you and Carlos were bragging yeah. about that shit all the time and I'm just like I literally can't because if I turn my brain off I will crash my van That's true. so now that I got a job where I can do that I'm just like I don't know how to do that It's like, you think you're not thinking about anything. But but you're always thinking about something. You're always thinking
1: about something. And usually when you're trying not to think about something, you're thinking about something that's stressing you out even more.
0: Yes. Like when I stop
1: thinking, I start thinking about all the bills I need to pay. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to pay this, and I got to pay this, and I got to do this, and I got to get this credit card, and then I got to do this, and I got to get this, and this, and then it's like, I have gotten to the point, I hate paydays. I get paid, and I will sit down and I get a piece of paper and I write down everything that I need to pay mm-hmm. because my bills get taken from like my like debit card account. But it's like I need to put money in my credit cards. I need to put money in like our Bank of America account for bills. I need to put money on my like paying for stuff. I have some flights that I'm still paying on, so it's like my money is in all these different. It all like sit there and not and I'm mad like the kids, but I'm just like. <laughs> Now I'm mad. Because I don't have any money. (laughs) I'm here all day. I don't have any money for you. Like, I'm so upset. And you're just like. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't. And I really feel this, not only this poem, but this book of poems really capture the essence and like the multifacetedness of being a woman especially a black woman mm-hmm. and there's literally and it's like i didn't want to say like oh black women are so sad and this that and the other but it's like they do carry more emotional weight than a lot of people yeah and there is a line in the poem life cycles that says sadness is not an unusual state for the black woman mm-hmm. or writers and you're both
0: yeah and i was, I was like <laughs> yeah me <laughs> like this is for both. me <laughs> And, and whenever I read that, I was just like, yeah, like, because, OK, so as a writer. Oh, OK. So Sion is actually a very sad book. Like there are pockets of happiness, but it's mostly sad. No, it is. And so whenever I was writing it, because like for whatever twisted reason, I literally sit down and I'm just like, OK, let me think of a person. All right. Check let me think of the worst possible experience yeah, that's <laughs> literally what you're doing you're like
1: let me think of how I can ruin this character's life yes 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 you want trauma got it mm-hmm. PTSD like, yes. here mm-hmm. you go mm-hmm. check 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 bingo
0: let's do it and so that, that's what, I ha- what that's, that's what I did, that's what I did. <laughs> and so like even like when I'm at work and I'm mad at somebody I'm just like okay how would this character react to it how can i
1: make it worse (laughs) that's like i i personally can't do that because i can't have (laughs) two-year-olds
2: and listen i can like
1: well i have to see them every day like you are not (coughs) around a two-year-old every day like around 19 two-year-olds every day and i'm just like sometimes it'll be like like they come in in the mornings Mm -hmm. and it's like you gotta start off every day with a clean slate and i'm still like
0: Yes. Like, listen, I, I watch TikToks about people with children <laughs> and how they're trying to do this gentle parenting thing. Oh and like, you know, a part of me wonders why I even got on the gentle parenting side of TikTok. But I think it's like it was just for me to like see. It was like a science experiment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to see like who all was succeeding at this and who all was-
1: I've never seen anybody succeed at it. I've I've been watching like two black women succeed at it. Okay, I I haven't seen a lot of black- have you seen- are you talking about the lady that she makes fancy dinners for her kids? No. Okay, so I think she's doing a good job at it. She like is teaching her kids how to like act like a luxury establishment, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I think is important for little black kids and I'm- I do this to Marlon, every time we go on vacation, like, because me and Marlon love a luxury vacation. We love a luxury experience because mm-hmm. we don't feel like black people get to do that. Mm-hmm. And we notice it because every time we go, we're only around white, white people. They're kind of staring at us, like, trying to figure us out. Like, how can you afford to be here? Yeah. Which is not like me and Marlon make exorbitant amounts of money, but, like, we know that we like to go on vacation and we like to go on a nice vacation, so we will, like, allocate money towards that. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that black people should be allowed luxury mm-hmm. and this lady is teaching her kids like how to act in like luxury establishment so she'll cook them like a five course meal she makes like menus they get to choose off of the menus like she's teaching them like what forks and spoons to use and how to signal you're done and how to ask for more graciously and it's like <coughs> very nice mm-hmm. and i really do like that like her content now there are some people do you follow the carter and jonah lady
2: mm-hmm.
1: She has, like, these two little boys, and she's gentle parenting them. Okay. And, like, I just don't think... First of all, I don't think it's authentic. And I kind of hate the whole use your kids to make TikTok videos. Like, especially when they're so young. Like, they're three and five. Mm -hmm. So they're Mm -hmm. obviously not getting a say in this. Mm -hmm. And you're just, like... I don't think kids should have, like, an online presence before they can choose if they want it or not. Like, I think that's another thing that's going to bite people in the butt like 10 years down the road whatever. and like
0: the shame the, the shame of it all is like the kardashians basically glorifying it and making it seem like oh it's doable it's okay it's not a big thing because like they were thrust into the spotlight that's true and people are, like super young age look at
1: them they're fine so i i, I can't but they're not not with. really but they have like the money that like if they're not fine they're rich like you're just making tiktok videos in your basement. Yeah. And then also, like, the whole, like, this is obviously off-topic, mm-hmm. like, as we are to get about this point in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the TikTok mommy vloggers who, like, have very young daughters and, like, they're always, like, kind of showing them in, like... Scantily dressed. Yes. And mm-hmm. if you look at the amount of, like, saves on these videos, it is, like, disgusting.
0: disgusting. Yeah.
1: That's why I'm, I would never be
0: comfortable... With my children because they're, they're children, they're babies. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm sorry. I know there are creeps out there, and like the thought that I'm helping them well, get off is disgusting. People are
1: even telling, like, she's like using this for her advantage. Like, this little girl has like 11 million followers on TikTok, mm-hmm. but like, if you look up the search, the searches are like Ren Eleanor eating a hot dog written Eleanor taking a bubble bath and it's like the mom has been made aware to these comments and like the comment section is crazy like it's so disgusting like men are being like oh can you can you show her in a bathing suit I will go to to a jail for this one keep in mind this baby is three years old that's disgusting get your kids off of the internet
0: Okay, so the gentle parenting that
1: I want for <laughs> like, <"This>
2: is
0: <laughs> Like okay, so there's this one who, she has a class where she um, actually teaches parents how to gentle parent. And like what she does is like, she has a daughter, her name is Phoenix and another daughter, but her, her older daughter isn't really on mm-hmm. the TikToks, her younger daughter is whenever she's like having her meltdown episodes and like she is shown like talking her through the episodes, like telling her how to like recenter and refocus Mm -hmm. and things like that. And like how it doesn't quickly happen, how they both have to take breaths and like recenter and stuff like that. And I think I like that. I'm like, damn, you're really showing how difficult this shit is and how much patience it really takes. (laughs) But it's like,
1: here's my thing about tiktok parents to go to her bed mm-hmm. everything almost seems a little staged because like how did you happen to be recording before she had the meltdown to the meltdown you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like are you prompting her to have the meltdown so you can like which is like great that you can de-escalate her but like did you piss her off on purpose so that you can make a like a video for tiktok
2: mm-hmm.
1: like a lot of the things about tiktok parents like and this is a whole other episode in itself but it's like staged i think a lot of that <laughs> stuff is staged yeah like i can feel like behind the camera like the mom going <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> dance gonna do it now and it's like somebody has leaked have you seen like it's the girl her name is scarlet she's black she's a white mom and they do like the affirmations while she does her hair I think I know what
2: you're talking
1: about. There was a video of them leaked where, like, the girl does not want to make a video. The mom is, like, guilting her into it. She's like, well, if you don't want to make a video and make us any money, that's fine. And like, she's flipping her off in the background, like, through the video. And the girl is, like, fully in tears. I don't know, man. I don't like
0: that. Don't like that at all. I don't like
1: TikTok parents. Like, even the one I just explained, I'm like, that's great, but it's, like, it's also staged. Like, you have to set up a camera and do mm-hmm. this. Like I
0: I, w- I recently started following um this gay couple where, like, they troll each other or whatever, but apparently they have a child. And apparently in the older videos, they used to, like, have the kid in their videos with them. But recently they took, like, they took them all down and they made a video like hey somebody keeps some of you guys keep asking me like the kids okay kid is fine we just don't feel comfortable having him in the videos anymore this whole thing and the other guy was just like yeah if you watch my stand-up you would see i still talk about the kid he's Mm -hmm. still alive and fine
1: so i think that's pretty cool i do too i love when people make like and i get that like people might have to troll you forever until you end up getting your kids off of tiktok but i do love when there's a creator that I follow that, like, her daughter is so funny and so adorable, but she's so young, too, that it's, like, she's not getting the choice. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that sucks some of their, like, childhood out if you're constantly having to perform for, like, yeah. your mom's phone. Is that? And like- she was like, I want them to live, like, a normal childhood. I'm getting them off of TikTok. Like, sorry, if it's just going to be me. If you don't like that, go, go find somebody else. else. So, yeah. Like-
0: I mean, like, we've seen what's happened to these nick
1: kids Mm -hmm. and these disney kids but even like the new crop of like reality kids like did you watch john and kate plus eight yeah okay one of the boys is coming out against his mom talking about like no i don't want anything to do with her like she exploited me like during my childhood and then it's the one that she said was special needs
2: Mm.
1: turns out he's not special needs he's been living with his dad and he's like I want nothing to do with her mm. like and I feel like in about 10 years there's gonna be an R Kelly type reality like sit down documentary of about kids of mommy of fathers kids. who are coming and speaking out against their parents because you are taking away their childhood mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and also posting it like I don't believe constantly. In giving, constantly like I don't believe in giving kids an online presence before they are cognizant of the fact that they are online Like, if your kid can't be like, I want this posted, don't post it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't have kids. And so, like, obviously that could change when I have kids. And I'm like, oh, my God, my kid's so beautiful and adorable. I want everybody to see them. But, like, I can't in good conscience hold my phone and be like, dance. No. Dance for the people. Mommy wants to be an influencer. Like
0: as you see with like dance moms. Mhm. Like okay, so I didn't know that JoJo Siwa was a part of dance mm-hmm. I didn't even know who JoJo Siwa really was. I thought she was just some kid. She was like some kind of nick plant. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> just some kid that happened to pop up off of YouTube and like hair bows. But whenever like, cause I was scrolling on uh, TikTok and I saw that this woman, this grown adult was bullying and demeaning her on dance moms for
1: no reason but that's the whole plot of dance moms I was just, I was just like where are your parents at in the next room? Why are you allowing this to happen? They're watching it happen. And it's just like, what is wrong with you? Like,
0: what is actually wrong, like, messed up in your head that you're like, I'm okay with my kid being bullied by a whole adult?
1: For TV. And listen. They wanted that check.
0: That check's not worth it.
1: No. Look at Judge where she was now. She's like, so thrown off. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) Like, I think she, like, cut her hair.
1: Into like a Pixie Cut date. Yeah, I think I the stout stout her into Pixie Cut. I think was in her, too. She came out. That's not part of the going wild. I'm not saying like, <laughs> I, like oh, she's thrown off and she's gay. Like, no, I'm not saying that. Like, but it's, she can't hold a real like relationship and you see that like cool through her, like her TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, she just makes like very like interesting life choices. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you grow up being bullied by an adult woman on national television, and also not going to school, those girls didn't go to school. Mm. They danced every day. They were homeschooled. Mm-mm. A whole other episode, because homeschooling doesn't, doesn't compute to me. Like, like,
0: it was clear they had their star, and that star was, like, Madison, what's mm-hmm. Maddie Ziegler. Yep, yep, yep. They loved her. She's the one that popped off. She's the one that has the career. And I guess JoJo was threatening that, and that's why she was being
1: bullied. Which is crazy, because, like, JoJo, she was queer, might be better than Maddie's. Because, like, Sia doesn't make music anymore, and that's who she was dancing for. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you're just a former reality star like the rest of them. All all the girls have really, like, popular TikTok accounts.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I imagine. But, like... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a TikTok influencer. Like, if that's what you want to do with your life, go for Mm -hmm. it. I respect it. The grind is surreal. But there is happiness found outside of your phone, And I just hope they know that. Preach. Like, it makes me really sad that people really circulate their life around this one. Me, talking as though I'm not a slave to <laughs> <the> content, <laughs> slave to the grind. <laughs> like, I understand that the grind is real, but I also understand that there is happiness outside of the grind. There is a private, like, and I guess what I'm really saying is, like, there are some things in your life that should be private, and if you're in the mode of just exposing everything to the world at all times, to get the whole world's opinion about your private
1: life. Mm-hmm.
0: Just like touch grass like,
1: <laughs> but it's one of those things too that like and I see this with influencers all the time that they have to make a post that's like I do not owe you anything about my private life yes. I do not owe you details about because the thing about it is when you become like a presence like this people feel like you owe them mm-hmm. details about your life or details about what happened like and they expect you to always be kind exactly like you you can't have a bad day ever because they're like uh, why am I following
0: you oh and okay so like especially if you're like a quote unquote positive influencer you can never be sad Mm-mm. you can never be angry you always have to speak positively like oh somebody just kicked your ass kicked you out of your house and burnt it down smile it's raining smile it could be off today it's just like, oh my god! Like, there's this one guy that I follow. He's like this super positive person that does the whole fan thing and claps, like Cup of Positivity guy. Probably don't know who I'm talking no. about. No. Anyway, he does. He's the whole Cup of Positivity, and he offers this great advice. But like, recently, he like went through rehab, and he said that he's falling off and all this that yeah. and the other. He's like. Hey, I need a break from this. And it just... It makes me sad that you feel the need to let your followers know that you need a break. Mm -hmm.
1: But, I mean, it kind of goes back to one of the poems we talked about during this episode. Mm -hmm. About everybody wearing, like, the makeup
2: and the mask. Mm -hmm. And
1: if we all just, like, stop... Mm -hmm. Like, life wouldn't be worth living. And I'm saying this in air quotes because, obviously... Mm -hmm if every, we talked about this earlier, if everybody was honest, like, I mean, it'd be a little boring. Yeah. But, like, it would still be worth living.
0: Yeah, it would.
1: But I feel like that, and I feel like this actually was a really good segue. It's not like we just went, like, chaos, 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 sorry, (laughs) and then talked about the book. But it's like, even in the age, because Nikki Giovanni wrote this without knowing what an influencer was gonna be. Yeah. She did not know that, like, 40 years from now, there were going to be people who put their whole, like, literally wore a mask 24-7, online, portrayed whatever needed to be portrayed.
2: hmm
1: And we would all sit there and watch and kind of wait and, like, put all our, like, stock into these people, try to be like these people, buy the things they're telling us to buy, do things they're telling us to do. Yes. But it's, like, it's exactly what she said. It's, like, if the people who were wearing, who were made up, took off the makeup, hmm Then what? Yeah. And I kind of feel like we're, seeing this now just in the age of the influencer because while right now this is a very like lucrative prosperous like career a lot of people are burning out they don't want to do it you don't want to have like it's not worth it the money that you make and the things that you get to do and Mm -hmm. the things that you're allowed to do is not worth it having to put all of your life on social media Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like to some people it might be worth it like I see girls who just get to post what they want to do but they get sent on like brand trips to jamaica or they're like going to dubai or they're going to do this that and the other and it's like dang that'd be pretty cool but like i don't want to have to tell the world about like my most shameful stories as like clickbait like i don't want to do it mm-hmm. i've seen girls get look deals just by getting on social media and telling people about like their sex stories or like awful things that have happened to them. And I was like, I don't feel like... I mean, you're proof of that. You didn't have to get on social media and tell, like, your wildest stories to get a book deal, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: But it's like, I couldn't live that type of life. No, 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 no. I, I I'm could, no, so I'm, private. Like, <laughs> I could not wear the mask 24-7 because, mm-hmm. like, there will be days where, like... Like we said, like, I want to go home and turn my brain off and just sit on my couch
2: mm-hmm.
1: and just doom-scroll for hours. Yes. Like, I don't want to have to be like, Hey, guys! Mm-hmm. So... Blah 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 blah. This and the other. Yes. All right. Like I couldn't imagine that. Like when I tell
0: you the days that I'm like, all right, I gotta do it. I gotta <laughs> make a
1: TikTok. It's time. I'm just like
0: doomed. I'm
1: like, ugh. I it gotta was so shower. much work involved too. Like you have to get made up. Mm-hmm. But like, you like you can't just get on TikTok and be like.
0: And like listen, and I try to. <laughs> I try to like because okay this might be tmi i don't know i also don't care i don't really like wearing bras so like most of my shirts you can like see me nipping because like it's called it's just normal stimulation it just happens but whenever i got on tiktok
1: i was like damn because they will remove your video i was just
0: like i really gotta put on a bra don't i
1: could you imagine having to put on a bra every morning to do like your
0: Instagram stories? And I don't make up, so I don't, I don't know what y'all be seeing. I'll just be like, all right, get ready with me. Get, in, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, get ready
1: with me. Hey, I'm ready. Bye. All right, bye. <laughs>
0: People will be like, boo. (laughs) You know, that
1: video actually might go viral, but everybody would like stitch it with their own like think piece and be like, she is so brave for getting on this app. And I'm just like, (laughs) chow, every day. Or some people be like, women should have to do more than this.
0: A lot of people were like, this is attractive to you. She's like a three.
1: Who's married to this woman? (laughs) 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 Whose (laughs) wife is this? Whose wife is this? Get your (laughs) wife on a (laughs) leash. Oh my God, Carlos
0: would be like Carlos, eating, Carlos barking would at the door, like, fighting for his life. In, in <laughs> He's
2: like, how dare
1: they! My God. All right, is there anything else that stuck out to you?
0: Um. Yeah, and the introduction. Lol.
1: <laughs> it's crazy that you reviewed this whole book and everything you have talked about, okay, from the introduction. Yes, a woman of the seventy.
0: Yeah. Let me see.
1: <clears throat> oh wow. I'm like flipping through the introduction. hmm I have not read it, I have no plans to read it. But <laughs> the last line is saying if Nikki (coughs) in her idealism was a child of the 60s and now in her realism she's a woman of the 70s. Yep. And I'm thinking of all like the earlier poems are all like very like gushy love poems and Mm -hmm. very like I would die for you poems. Yeah. And they're saying like oh she was a child you know of the 60s which makes sense. 60s were very like peace and love. Yeah. For white people. but it's like in her realism, she's a woman of the 70s. Mm-hmm. And like these are very mature poems. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny that we both were like, well, oh, you know, like we kind of get this, but like we're closer to the age that she's writing and feeling the poems about than she would be about the love poems.
0: And like me being a cynic, I would be like, yeah, I definitely understand this a lot more than I will die for you. Cause there's a poem that she wrote and it's about love. And it made me roll my
1: eyes so hard they about fell out their skull i mean i have to read you this poem now because you're going you're going to want to kill yourself
0: <laughs> I'm like what the hell is this
1: bullshit? okay this is resignation it was written in 1943 so she was very young oh god get ready to cringe mm-hmm. this is this is one of my favorite i love you because the earth turns round the sun because the north wind blows north <laughs> sometimes because the Pope is Catholic and most rabbis Jewish, because the winters flow into springs and the air clears after a storm, because only my love for you, despite the charms of gravity, keeps me from falling off this earth and into another dimension. I love you because it's the natural order of things. I love you like the habit I picked up in college of sleeping through lectures or saying I'm sorry when I get stopped for speeding, because I drink a glass of water in the morning and change smoke cigarettes all day because I take my coffee black and my milk with chocolate, because you keep my feet warm. Though my life is a mess, I love you because I don't want it any other way. Mm. I am helpless in my love for you. It makes me so happy to hear you call my name. Oh I am amazed you can resist locking me in an echo chamber where your voice reverberates through the four walls, sending me into spasmodic ecstasy. Wow. I love you because it's been so good for so long that if I didn't love you, I'd have to be born again. And that is not a theological statement. I am pitiful in my love for you. The dales tell me love is so simple. The thought, though, of you sends indescribably delicious, multitudinous thrills throughout and through in my body. What? I love you <laughs> because no two snowflakes are life. and it's possible if you stand tippy toe to walk between the raindrops.
0: What the hell? <laughs> I love
1: you because I'm afraid of the dark, and I can't sleep in the light because I rub my eyes when I wake up in the morning and find you there. Because you, with all your magic powers, were determined that I should love you. Because there was nothing for you but that I would love you. I love you because you made me want to love you. More than I love my privacy, my freedom, my commitments, and responsibilities. I love you because I changed my life to love you. Because you saw me one Friday afternoon and decided that I would love you. I love you. I love you. I love you.
2: Okay. Jesus.
0: That sentence. No, that, that sounds like
1: a young child. Listen, that poem is on my, my my position board for this year. So, period. I am also a child of the 60s. <laughs> a child of the 40s. an infant of the 40s. Wow.
0: Wow. Um,
1: all
0: right. And with that being
1: said. Ebony's <laughs> I mean, like, I'm going to go throw up now.
0: Listen, I can't. Okay, so one of the poems, I can't find it right now, but she's talking about how she loves this person, but he doesn't actually love her back. Not oh in the my same gosh. way. I know
1: what you're talking about, and I think it's called Woman. Because like I've been trying to find it, but... Because this poem actually made me mad. I literally read it, and I'm like, this is the worst love poem I've ever <laughs> I've ever read. Is it that she wanted to be a blade of grass? yeah and he, he was just like, and like you know and I'm like
0: listen i understand that i have a very stubborn husband <laughs> there are some things where he's just like yeah
1: i'm not doing that my husband can be easily guilty and listen no <laughs> like i can be like wow okay not me thinking that you love me oh god and it, and it can make him <laughs> change up i'm an expert at like let it guess. gaslighting. I actually started this film too. Mm-hmm. And I wrote in the margin, we as women often settle for something that is more palatable for men. Because the whole story, she's like, well, I tried to be this, but he said no. Mm-hmm. So I tried to be this, and he said no again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, men, however, do not do anything that they don't wanna do. Because the instanza says she decided to become a woman. And though he still refused to be a man, mm-hmm. she decided it was all right but listen i know so like i know a person
0: in particular who is like who who is like that because like she'll settle for the very very least like i just need you to give me company at this point but it
1: like that's exactly what this poem is talking about Mm -hmm. because she's literally the whole poem she keeps being like I wanted to be this, and he wouldn't be the dandelion. I wanted to be a robin. He refused to be her tree. And, like, the the verbiage of it is, like, not even, like, oh, I don't want to. It's, like, no, I'm not going to. Yes. Which is crazy to me because I'm, like, I could not be with somebody. That I couldn't be my, like, most authentic self. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, no, I don't want to help you with that. I don't want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it's, Mm -hmm. like, refuse or, like, he stood straight declining to be her corner he would not read he wouldn't let her grow mm-hmm. he refused to be a man it's never mm-hmm. like soft language like well he didn't really he couldn't or he tried it's like no i don't want to
0: and like <clears throat> my head canon is that probably the person that she ended up with from that super strong love that it once was mm-hmm. your whatever you just the resignation
2: poem. yeah
0: that <laughs> <laughs> that whenever like whenever you age up and you realize like hey i'm growing but you're you're not not. but i've already had this life with you
1: and so it's like now i'm just kind of stuck so it's like you decided you're not gonna do that for me but like i guess it's gonna be all right like what else am i supposed to do Uh, yeah i took a psychology class one time and we were talking about like love and relationships Mm -hmm. and my professor was saying that a lot of times in relationships, something that draws you to this person will be the thing that is like y'all's undoing. Yeah. So at first, you're like, when you're together, you're like, oh my God, he's so messy. Like, he just has this stuff everywhere. It's so cute. Turns into, he doesn't clean anything up. I have to do everything for him. I have to act like I'm his mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like this poem really, like, it's like, obviously, this is written in the 70s mm-hmm. or late 60s, like 68 or something like that. Oh, oh, Jesus. But you see the woman back in 1943 mm-hmm. who's waxing on and on about like, I love you, I love you, I love you. Like my world would stop without you. I would fall off the face of the earth if I did I love you to like, well, I guess I'll be a woman. You don't want to be a man, but like, what am I supposed to do about it now?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I also liked the poem whenever she was talking about a woman
0: at the bar who was getting all of this attention and she just reveled in the attention. But then, like, at the end of the party, she was like, all right, I guess I'll go
1: home tomorrow. I feel that because I also love attention. Because it's
0: just, like, it's like a woman, like, emotionally cheating, but never going
1: that extra step. Yeah. Which actually might be worse than, like, physical cheating. Mm -hmm. I have this conversation with Marlon all the time, because I'm like, I feel like if you were to cheat on me like go be with somebody else I would be less upset with you than if you were like I'm having an emotional affair yeah. it's like dang so you really love this girl What's yeah that? yeah it just isn't a, something that would go yeah, away yeah it's not something that's an accident you, you can't even say oh like we had one we too many drinks and we were just like the drinks were flowing the music was good like okay you know
0: no you sat there at three o'clock in the morning woke up and telling this person good morning beautiful every fucking day because you think she's really your fucking rock right
1: now that that's your son right but now but then i'd be like
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your right.
1: Right. <laughs> but it's like with me i'm like waking up and you're like mm, morning
0: <laughs> it's like hey babe go talk to coffee
1: yeah like are you fixing coffee today or me but i feel like that's how a lot of people who have emotional <laughs> affairs are because when you're with somebody for so long you fall. It takes work not to fall into, like, a rut. Yeah. Because it's very easy to be, like... Like, me and Marlon have a set routine. Like, Saturday morning, we get up. Whoever gets up first has to get up and make... No, it's whoever gets out of bed first Uh, has to get up and mm -hmm. go fix the coffee. You get back into bed. We decide, are we cooking breakfast or are we going to order in breakfast? Mm -hmm. The answer is always we're ordering in breakfast. (laughs) We never cook breakfast. I don't remember the last time in, like... I've been married for about three years. Mm-hmm. But we cook breakfast on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. We always order breakfast on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We order breakfast. We eat the. Br- I convince mom to eat the breakfast in bed because he doesn't believe in eating in bed because he thinks it's gross. <laughs> but I make him do it anyway on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. We watch one show and then we spend the rest of the day apart. We do whatever we want to do. My mm-hmm. Mine's usually I like, go for a walk. I'll clean up. He'll like do his homework for the week. Play on his game. We might like reconvene at dinner. We might not. But it's like, if we don't work, she'd be like, no, let's get up and... She's, Uh-oh.
2: Going.
1: Okay. And she's like, let's get up and go out and do something together. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes work, because the girls would be like, you don't want to just do your own thing. Because <laughs> like, listen, there's never going to be a time where some other girl, like, swoops in and is like, I would love to go out and do something. Mm-hmm. I want to watch you play your game. Mm-hmm. I love video games. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, do you want to play together on Xbox Live? No. No. <laughs> Shutting it down, shutting it down immediately.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Marlon is too nice, and I told him all the time. I said, because He's like, I'm gonna get a job outside the house. I'm like, No, you won't <laughs> because, like, you're too nice, and it would turn. I have this whole like, you're stressed out already. I am stressed out <laughs> because, like, I in my story never changes. Like, mm-hmm. I tell Marlon all the time, like, No, it'd be one of those things where, like, you know, working next to this girl. Marlon doesn't understand how good looking he is. Mm-hmm. Like we go places and like I pretty much have to fight off girls every time we go somewhere because he dresses nice. He always smells good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he like kind of girls like men who don't know that they look nice because you're like, oh, and he's so humble. And I'm out here like having to fight these girls off the sticks. Mm-hmm. So you go and you work with somebody and you all start talking, you chat it up now she's probably gonna do like a deep a deep stalk of your social media you got a lot of social media out there Mm -hmm. she's gonna be like oh dang he like drake y'all start (laughs) talking about drake cool she's like oh wait you you need a ride home and you're like yeah it would save me a couple bucks all of a sudden y'all are sitting outside my
2: house
1: (laughs) in some girl's car and then i have to fight i don't fight Mm mm-hmm and it's like boom—you just stumbled into an emotional affair. Yeah. And Marlon was like, "You really thought about this? I don't have to, because I know is what would happen. Mm-hmm. You're too nice, mm-hmm. and girls be taking advantage of that. Girls love a nice guy.
0: You're yeah, like not
1: no. I'm not about to be the same one. I I am going to be the resignation poem as long as I live. <laughs> you won't you won't catch me as any of these poems in this book. I am a
0: child of the 60s. I am definitely a nowadays you are, a you modern. Are,
1: you are a cynic 70s woman. I am a cynical 70s woman. Not me, delusional.
0: <laughs> what was that? I'm, I'm a sad girl forever. She already wrote about me in her poem.
1: I am the poet.
0: I am the writer. I am the forever sad. Woman. <laughs> I, I am the sad,
1: the sad black
0: woman writer. Yes, me. But yeah, this was, it was nice for me. i like my favorite one of all time is a poem of friendship it's so nice it's so sweet i love i love i love love of a friend
1: interesting a friend's love is my favorite love it's crazy that you were just like like romantic love which is something you have and you're like "Mm, not my favorite you know what i do love (laughs) platonic love (laughs) i love that shit. hell yeah it is like really cute it's like something that like i feel like somebody would give as a speech like a wedding for their friend i just want to read a poem
0: about my friend you know what if i had read this book i might have read a poem of friendship to (laughs) Shushmita. can you
1: think of some poetry at
2: the top of
0: your head hell no i'm over here saying you know poetry that's
1: that's the music of my heart right there. And she's like, alright, cool, sing. <laughs> <laughs> like, bet, bet, And I'm just like, listen, I'm not ready. <laughs> what would you rate this?
0: This? Um, out of five? Yes. I'll give it a three. I also will give it a three. Yeah. It's not anything
1: special. Yeah, it's not my favorite work of Nikki Giovanni, but it's not something that I'm upset that I read.
0: Right. I I definitely think Elizabeth Acevedo's Poet X. I love that shit. Okay, so... My favorite set of poems because it's also a story.
1: All right, so <laughs> that, I'm going to personally say I like this better than Poet X. It's just, to me, this is real poetry, and that is... <laughs> so, Listen, I'm not, not going to disrespect Nikki Giovanni like this. Like I said, modern-day poetry over here. <laughs> she she is a modern-day lady through and through.
0: Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah... Have you read any of Nikki Giovanni's work? Please let, give recommendations to me. Mary's the... I'm a, I'm, a,
1: I'm a seasoned Yeah, she's she seasoned over here. This I'm, is my fantasy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now I'm over here like, please no more love poems.
1: And you're over here like, hmm. Like I we're doing this. another one?
0: You know that song, Not Another Love Song? Yeah. That's me. Old grumpy woman over here. Who is Mary. And I, you know what? I love my husband. He is my best friend.
1: Wow. That's kind of disrespectful to me. <laughs> <laughs> just All right. I was gonna hear this and come to my house and be like, I am the best friend. like,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Listen, you're my
1: lady best friend.
2: I don't know why, but I
1: just feel like female is so such, such a sterile world. Really. I don't like the word female because like in my head a man, a man saying it, you know when men start to say like
0: female. female? Yeah, I don't like it. But lady, you're my lady best friend. That's sounds a little. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there. whenever my mom would be talking about her friend, she's like, oh yeah, that's my girlfriend. I'm just like, mm. That's interesting. Girlfriend, very interesting choice of words. I'm like that's my friend who happens to be a girl I friend. feel like such a dude when I say that oh, you're talking about her <laughs> that's, my that's my dog that's my dog <laughs> <laughs> not a girl no anyway thanks for coming to check us out we appreciate you we are on um, Apple Podcasts officially we are there um, little Podcasts Anchor and Spotify check us out on Facebook and that's about all the sites we're on. That's true. So, leave a like, leave a suggestion, leave a comment. Subscribe. You know what to do.
2: Boop, boop,
0: boop. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I <was> like, ooh. <laughs> like, we missed our cue.